greatness can be considered in two parts. There is the obvious things you have to do. Developing yourself, developing your career, being punctual, being efficient, doing things to a high level. But then there are the little things, your putting software that runs behind you in the background, your mindset, and a big one, the culture within which you grew, which affects your mindset. In this week's podcast, podcast I take a very deep look at culture and how it can either elevate you or it can derail your moves in life, especially your career. And I give you some easy steps you can take to overcome it and take yourself to the next level. You don't want to miss this week's podcast. Get into it and start transforming your life. Stay unleashed. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the You Unleashed podcast with Femi Akiemi. The podcast focuses on helping you achieve your inner greatness, helping you unleash that amazing gift, talent that is within you so that when you leave this earth, you leave empty, knowing you poured it all out and achieved the greatness you truly deserve. This week, I am going to be talking about a very, very special topic that is close to my heart. I've resisted talking about this for a long time because part of me has always thought, is this some kind of excuse we all kind of use to not become the person we deserve to be? Is this something that doesn't matter because we are all human beings and we should all be able to perform at a high level? The reality is that if you want to achieve greatness in life, there are the big things you need to do, like be good at your job, be punctual, be efficient, continue developing. But then there are the little things that if you don't take note of, they can hold you back and they end up eroding all the good work you've done. It doesn't happen overnight. It just chips away at it, chips away at it, chips away at it. And then one day you're at, um, you're further down in your career or your life and you look back and you reflect and you realize that these things, these things have always been there. These things have always held you back. These things have always held you back by about 10, 5%. And imagine 5%, you extrapolate that over the course of a 20-year, 30-year career. And you realize it just slows you down. And the, and the point it shows up is where big decisions have to be made. Critical junctions in your career, in your life, when you're made to make a big step and it just holds you back because you're locked into certain mindsets certain behaviors, certain attitudes. It doesn't matter if you're 50, 70, 15, 25 years old, this thing can have an impact for you. The earlier you identify it, the earlier you watch out for it, the earlier you understand it, the earlier you can tackle it and be aware of it and make sure you make the right decisions and you are just conscious of it. The word can be used to describe this thing is culture tradition i'm not talking about i'm talking about actually let me talk about what i am talking about i'm talking about your actual culture you see culture is important in the world today culture enriches the world today culture makes this world such a fun place to live there's a reason why if you are living in nigeria then you travel to the United Kingdom, you see something there and you go, wow, I love their, I love their reservedness. 
I love their wacky or quirky sense of humor. Or if you're a, you're a, if you're a British person and you go to America, if anybody goes to America, you go, wow, I love their audacity. I love their courage to be great. I love their sheer sense of doing everything big. Or you go to Japan and you go, wow, their attention to detail, their honor, their integrity. Or you go to Germany and it's just efficiency, Teutonic efficiency, everything done to a high level, no corners taken in anything. Or you go to Africa and it's the African people, general, general, generally speaking, or Nigerian people, and it's just our joy, the vive, our joy for life, our approach to life. We're a bit more, we're a bit relaxed, can be a bit laissez-faire sometimes, but we understand that that's a price we're happy to pay because it allows us to just enjoy life and be happy all the time. Each culture has its own standout trait, which is good. You see, Culture gives us a sense of identity. It's our food. So if you're like me and you grew up in a Yoruba household in Nigeria, it's our food. It's the pounded yam and therefore if it, it, it's the asaro, it's the beans, it's the rice. It, 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 it's all the great food we have. And if you're Igbo or your household, then you have your own dishes. And if you're British, then you know that it's okay. It's your your your. If you're from up north, it's your Yorkshire pot. It's your or it's your. If you're just British, then it's your it's your steak and chips. If you go to France, then you know they love their baked food of a high standard. Just to begin, that is not just a tip of the French cuisine. And if you go to different countries, every country has a thing it loves about its food, but it's our music. Shout out to um, Afro Beats, Afro Music taking over the world. But Afro Music, it's now transporting to the world and everyone is loving it. But it's contrast its own music that is unique to them. Our culture affects how we approach our faith. I've had the benefit of going to churches from different countries and I can see while they all study the Bible the same, culture comes into the way they approach it. Some a bit more reserved, some very joyous, full of life. It impacts how we interact with each other. I know like in my culture, Nigerian culture, we revere the elderly. We revere people, anyone who is, who is older than you or who is your boss, generally speaking, you revere them and you honor them, which is good. It impacts how we work with our superiors and our elders. But as a but, especially when it comes to interacting with our elders and superiors, because that's what I want to coach out today that's what i want us to talk about today you see the goal the objective in your career is to ascend in your career is to become great is to become the best you can be it is to have a set of objectives that you are given in the workplace and it's, it is to achieve those objectives to excel to innovate to meet your deadlines to do your job at a high level and hopefully you get a you are noticed at some point, they do things the wrong way at work or you see areas you can improve things. You raise your hand up, you speak. When you speak, you speak about something that can be improved. You challenge, they notice you, you carry on doing things, you make improvements and then you get a promotion and on and on. And you finish your career having made a big difference. But the problem with culture is this. Now, I want to use... I want to put this in context if, of 
And it doesn't matter, but for the purpose of this podcast, I'm going to talk specifically about people from probably the Asian culture, but certainly the African culture. And I'm going to speak specifically about me being Nigerian. Growing up in a Nigerian household and moving to United Kingdom, it was different. You see, what I'm going to say is this. The problem with culture we can do is this. It can make you not to see the greatness in ourselves. Because we have a culture that means we defer to our elders. We honor people who are superiors because we generally think, not that they are better, but they are higher than us in the hierarchy. Sometimes we look to them so much, we fail to look at ourselves and appreciate the greatness that is inside us. Sometimes it means we put others on a pedestal, sometimes undeserved for them. Sometimes it stops us from asking for what we truly deserve for ourselves because we don't want to step on toes. Sometimes our culture and our background stops us from from challenging the status quo. Very important for making the next step in your career, in your life, because it's about adding value. And the only way you add value sometimes is by challenging the way things are done. Sometimes it stops us from breaking the mold, from from breaking the lines, choosing a different path, choosing a different career, thinking we have to do exactly what we are told. We have to take advice. We have to consider advice. We have to reflect on it, chew on it. But ultimately, sometimes you can have a gut feel that means you should do something differently. But because our cultures don't allow for it, we don't break the mold. Culture can be our safety net, but it can also be our prison. Even the good book, the Bible talks about our belief and our faith being of no effect because of our traditions, the traditions of men. Those big dreams, those big visions, those big desires you have, because you don't want to break the mold it means you don't and you're stuck i repeat culture can be our safety net but it can also be our prison think of the great men and women of old mrs ransom kuti in the nigerian culture she was the first woman to drive a car just imagine because the culture said Women of the time, generally speaking, were wives who stayed at home, who didn't have big careers. We would not have the huge impact women are having in Nigeria to a certain extent relative to other countries doing great things. We would not have the first person to do it. That means other women are driving cars. Think of Wale Shoyinka, the great poet. If he didn't step out and do this, will he have, will he have paved the way for the chairmanders of today. Think of Chino Achebe, who wrote a book, studied all over the world. Things fall apart. A literal literal marvel, a literal milestone. He broke the mold because he must have done something different because I'm sure there'll be people around him that said, we don't write. And this is in the early part, in the 60s or 50s, I forget the correct year. We don't write, son. We farm. He broke the mold. He broke the culture. And that was a person, a Nigerian in Nigeria. These are Nigerians in Nigeria. So think to the next level now, because we're going to think differently now. For a lot of us, I know a lot of my listeners also 
are people, some of my listeners are people who are in the diaspora, Canada, Nigeria, America, wherever you are. But this applies to even those Nigerians in Nigeria and Americans in America, wherever you are. You have to be ready to break the mold. But it's so important when you're thinking of people who are operating in a culture outside of their culture. If you're trying to break the mold and do something different, you are trying to operate a culture different to the culture within which you exist. Because when you try to break the culture, the mold, the things you've heard from young, we don't talk to people like that. Children are meant to be heard. Are not meant to be heard. They're meant to be seen. Don't speak back. When you ask a question when you're young, and, and it, uh, when you ask a question, they say, don't ask questions, just do. These are all good things, but they stop us from having our curiosity, from learning, from growing, from, de- from developing. So let's zoom in closer to our personal careers and our personal lives. When we operate on our culture, these hardwired values, behaviors that have been in our lives for so long that operate the way we behave, that mean that we have these reluctance to do things different. You don't want to challenge the status quo. An elder says something and you don't think you have the right to say, but sir, ma, have you thought about this thing differently? Could we do it differently? Or if your boss has an idea or is doing something that isn't working, by saying respectfully, I'd like to say to offer a different perspective. Or if it's putting yourself out there and saying, so what if I fail? Because that's another thing that affects a lot of us, especially those of us in the diaspora. Because of what we have, we, because of the jobs we have, we hold them so tightly, so preciously. A lot of the time, we are, we are reluctant to give it up. We are reluctant to put it on the line by challenging the status quo when that is the very thing they want from you. They want you to challenge them because every business has to get better, has to grow. And any business that doesn't want you to, that doesn't want you to challenge them is not going to be around for long. So you might as well look to go elsewhere. So when you don't try to break the mood, when you don't think of your culture, when you don't become cognizant or aware of the impact your culture has on you and your behavior in the workplace and in life, the way you react with your spouse. Because don't forget, even when it comes to our relationships, it's the way we we grew up and what we see in our own relationships growing up that we try to model in our what we saw in our parents' relationships or those around us that were close to us is what we try to model in our own relationships, regardless of if it was right or wrong. So for all of us, the way we were brought up, our culture impacts the way we interact with others today. But it means we try to operate by an internal software, an internal internal ethics that is different to the world around us. So it could mean playing football when others are playing basketball. So for those of you in a different country, especially if you're in America, Canada, in United Kingdom, wherever you are, and you're from a different culture, it could mean playing football when others are playing basketball. And if you want to think about it really deeply, it could mean playing football, African style, which is more slower. Everyone laughs. People don't track back, if you understand what I mean. But then playing the British culture, which is faster, more intense, up and down. Basically, you're like a fish out of water. You're swimming upstream. You're trying to work on the way you operate, not realizing that things are different. I have a couple of examples to give that will kind of shed a light on this. 
I remember when I moved to the United Kingdom when I was about 17 years old and I went to college or um, to college. Now, if you grew up in a Nigerian culture, one of the things you learn very quickly that when we study, and I, I guess it happens in a lot of schools generally anyway, but I'm using my own personal story as context. When you study, we generally study to pass the exam. So a week or two before the exam, you look at your notes and I'm being generous with a week or two. You cram everything you can. You try to remember everything you can. You study past questions. You guess which questions can come out. You cram it into your brain. You stuff it into your brain without understanding. And you go out and you do the exam and you pass. I'll never forget anytime I'm standing about to go into the exam hall. People start saying, Femi, did you study? How are you? And I don't want to answer anyone's question because I've crammed so much and it's all delicately structured in my brain that if I should talk to anyone, I had this fear that I would let it all out and I'd forget everything I'd studied or crammed. But then I got to the United Kingdom and I realized that it's about understanding. It's about going to classes, doing the homework, having tutorials, understanding, understanding, keeping the pace, understanding, so that by the time the exam comes, it's all understood. I didn't plan to be a crammer. It was a culture around me and I became someone that crams without understanding why I'm learning what I'm learning. You see, the education in the United Kingdom became about why you're studying this. Because once you understand the why, it helps you understand the what. Whereas where I studied when I was growing up was about what is this? What, what, what? Without understanding why. A more deeper example is I remember when I was working for a big bank, United Kingdom, and there was this job going and I, I couldn't apply for it because number one, I couldn't see myself just becoming a manager. I was like, I can't become a manager. I held myself back. That was that culture of, oh, I'm grateful to have the job I have. Just respect the people that are the bosses. Respect. It's only older people that can become bosses. And I remember helping my manager interview and someone who was much younger than me applied for a job. And very quickly, the way he spoke, he challenged, them. even during the interview, he challenged the manager, asked him questions, said, why do you do it this way? That's the wrong way to do it. And I thought, my God, how could you speak to the manager like this? This must be wrong. Guess what? He got the job. And when he came in, I kept thinking, oh, it's older than me. He can't be my manager. He came in and he became my boss. And even my manager said, I know sometimes what he says is absolute nonsense, but the conviction, the confidence, and he's willing to take risks. He's willing to challenge. He's willing to change the status quo. And the guy would see the CEO and he'd say, hi, how you doing? He'd speak to the CEO like he's just a friend. Whereas I would say CEO. And for my culture growing up where I grew up again, whenever I see the big boss, it's almost like, oh, chairman, I can't speak to you. I can't look at you. You must be someone worthy of greater things and I, I can't be that person or oh, you have the potential to destroy my career it's that fear-driven culture that stops you from being who you truly are meant to be and that filters into our day-to-day -day lives in the workplace we are, we are afraid to push back to challenge we look at managers bosses we see them as people special when the people who breathe like us have challenges like us have financial issues like us we are all equal under the sun. And I know the, our culture where I come from is not saying people are equal, but it's saying we should revert them, and which is fine, but up to a point because to develop, we have to be able to challenge and ask why. Because sometimes you'll be amazed.
there's a story about a man who was always coming. There was a watchmaker. There was a watchmaker, and he had a shop out. He had there was a watchmaker with a shop on the street, and there was this man that always came every day, and he'd look at the clock, and he'd set it. Now, this man that used to look at the clock that um, of the watchkeeper shop, he was also the timekeeper for the factory. Now, the factory for the whole city had a big clock. Think of a clock like Big Ben. It was his job to make sure that clock was always set correctly. So the man who was in charge of setting this clock, whenever he was walking home, he would see the watchkeeper's shop and there was a little watch out there. And it would, there was a little um, watch um, right on the window, a clock, a smaller clock. And he would look at it and set his time because he said, let me use this clock to set my time. So that when, when I get back to the factory, I can set the big clock's time. So basically he was using the clock on the street to set his own clock for the factory. And he had done this for years. Until one day, the shopkeeper came out and said, oh, young man, I always see you looking at your clock. Why do you do this? Well, he said, oh, yeah, um, I'm in charge of the clock, the big clock up there. And I always use your clock because you're a watchkeeper, you're a watchkeeper to watchmaker to fix my clock to make sure I have the right time. And the watchmaker laughed and said, you won't believe it. I've been looking at your own clock, setting my own clock by my, by my, by setting my own clock by your time. They didn't realize they'd been watching each other and setting others watch, each other's watch. So any of them could have been wrong and they would have been all wrong. And that's what I'm trying to say about when you rely on culture, the way things have always been. It means we can't challenge each other. We can't push each other. We can't ask each other, each other questions that mean we can get better. And when you carry that into your career, you hold yourself back. You lock yourself in. It's taken me years to get to this point of understanding who I am, what I bring to the table, my value, the ability to ask questions. I'm not there yet. It's not complete. I still fall back sometimes. I remember being on a call very recently and the manager said, everybody has to come into the office. And I was like, okay, I'll come in. And I didn't feel like coming in. And then one of my colleagues, I'm happy to say, he's Nigerian as well, said, actually, this is a long distance. I can't come in. So I learned from him and I said, actually, yes, I can't come in too. So I saw someone else being brave and I jumped on it and I tapped into it straight away and I became brave myself. And all of a sudden, the manager said, oh yeah, if you can't make it, that's fine. Assumptions. Assuming that's me making assumptions again that I can't challenge. I'm not perfect, but I'm still learning. So what is your takeaway from this short podcast today? Always be aware of how you grew up, where you grew up. These, they're all great things. Our culture should never be thrown away. We can't throw the baby out of the bathwater. But you have to be aware of the negatives of it. Every culture has a negative. If it's the American culture, sometimes it's that you can come across as too brash. If it's the British culture, sometimes it can be sometimes too reserved. So every culture has its drawback. Look for the positives, but the place it can potentially draw you back. Look to change. Look to fit. Look to make the most of yourself. Look to have the right behavior that doesn't stop you from falling back or being in a prison. Make an, make an impact on how you show up and start looking out for when you shrink, when you fail to shine, 
when you are less. Look out for all of this. I'll repeat again. Look out for when you're failing to make an impact. When you start shrinking. When you're failing to shine. And when you're less than the person you truly are. Remind yourself of what is in you. What you are capable of. And just take a little step and say, respectfully, I have a different perspective and I would like to share my perspective with you. Even that simple phrase will make all the difference. I hope this podcast has made a massive impact. I hope it's given you pause to reflect. Because that's what coaching, real coaching does. It causes you to reflect on yourself, think on yourself and think about how you can improve. I would never give up my culture for anything. It makes me who I am, this rich tapestry of who I am. But I also have to be aware of how when I'm operating in, in a different culture or when I want to achieve something that is counter to what my culture says I can or what it automatically enables me to do, I'm aware of it and I fight back to become the person I truly am to be. Don't forget, culture can be our safety net, our comfort zone but it can also be your prison. Break out of your prison this week. Get unleashed and stay unleashed.